Well, folks, we got some things to talk about tonight. Uh, a potentially unnecessary beef that is going on, but we'll address it. And then we got another mini battle going on tomorrow night, as we're going to call that the 30-minute war. That news and some other things. Let's get into tonight's episode, folks, of the Big Go Belt Podcast. See you in a second. Everybody and welcome back for another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The entire team is here tonight, and well, except for Marcellus. <laughs> uh, but the four of us, gentlemen, we will be talking about uh, a few things that's kind of floating around the world of professional wrestling this week. Um, but before we do so, as we always like to do so, we'll go around the table and see how's everyone doing. Wellness check, fellas. How's everything? Meh. I mean, like I, I just—I wasn't here last week because I was actually in Dallas, Texas, um, at the Texas State Fair, and um, you know it was a good, good, good vacation. Uh, went to Alaska, went to uh, Seattle, into the baseball season in Seattle, and then went to uh, uh, Dallas to wind up my vacation at the fair. So, um, you know, it was—it was a good time. Ready for the next one. Right on, right on, Damian Salty G. How's it going, brother? You all know day by, by now, day. day by day, minute by minute. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say it real quick. Everybody who's reached out, thank you. You know, about my mom's passing. One day at a time. One yeah, day. We time. love you, brother. We love you. Love you too. And Mr. Hill Will Mahoney, brother, how's it going today? Hanging in there, up top here at the top of the screen, ready for the week <laughs> to be done. It's been a long week. <laughs> Yes, kind of a ridiculous week. I think we got some ridiculous stuff to talk about tonight because <laughs> folks are just, folks are crazy. Folks yeah. get worked up over the silliest damn stuff. And if you ain't yeah. apparently wearing, if you ain't apparently wearing the right shoes, it might be a problem. <laughs> hey, look, let me, let me, let, let's, let's, let's go to the history of that statement here. If you're not wearing the right shoes, it might be a problem. Look, I, look for me, growing up in PG County, Maryland, trying to tell you, that's a statement right there that could yep. definitely <laughs> that looms trouble. You're like, oh, you're not wearing the right things. People may come out the. Or if you are right, wearing the right things, people may come from you. But it's funny to me because, like, as a uh, retired sneakerhead, um, <laughs> it's just funny to me now that that bit of culture is coming into pro wrestling, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't. I don't like it as a gimmick. I don't like it as a lifestyle. I, I I just don't. It, it, and and the fact that when you have somebody like the Bucks that are doing it in a sense of like stunting, 
but more like a gimmick and they're doing it and their audience are all eating it up and all of a sudden you know that's just going to breed them breed envy maybe they're going to want to go buy some shoes or they're going to idolize the bucks to be somebody that they're not and to me that's where it just gets really all silly and i'm just like i'm over it you know and and regardless yes they're buying shoes they only wear heat as they say and, mm-hmm. and whatnot um what happened last night on twitter is absolutely funny uh so we know the bucks always frequently updates their bios and sometimes it's funny sometimes it's subliminal uh messages which is very lame to me on that note um and whatever it may be well they said something and something got said back and that sent it was like shots fired and everybody went to war so let's 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 bring this into context here top dollar uh one of the members of hit row hit row soon to be um, smackdown superstar top that's dollar. right that's right uh, former nfl player uh a marylander himself uh he, he he came out with a tweet actually let me bring that tweet up so i can make sure i read that verbatim real quick because i got that right in front of me so yeah he said this um he basically said some of y'all favorite wrestlers only wear sneakers on camera to seem cool and hip but in real life they rock vans and asics exclusively but they're not ready for that conversation sips tea um what's so wrong that- with vans that's the first problem I have with that statement. Right. As a person who wears Vans, like I probably own at least 40 pair of Vans. Like I, I, that's my thing. But the Bucks said, spent more money on sneakers in September than the entire NXT did. So obviously. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not even a humble brag. That's a straight flex, but also, also like taking shots. And regardless of if it's true or not I, I, first of all I don't find a place in where this exists in wrestling but here we are we have the Young Bucks versus Top Dollar and everybody is in a frenzy about it so look this is the reason why I'm bringing this up as a topic here folks is this good for business by any means let's start there do y'all see anything beneficial about this transaction happening on Twitter and, and the reason why I bring it is because it's easy to say no because it's foolishness but we've seen Twitter interactions actually get people into really significant positions. I mean, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is the epitome of taking a moment, running with it, and then the rocket ship was attached to her, and she's been in orbital since. So, you know, there's, there's instances where social media could work for you, where it's used the way it's supposed to be used, and then there's instances where you're just completely putting your foot in your own mouth and you know it is what it is so i want to start there with 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 that with you all do you all see this being good is there anything good that comes out of this for you all no i mean like who benefits yeah Um, that's the question companies so yeah i mean they're 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 not even even if they were in the same company they're not even in the same level and even if they were in the same level they're not even the same sides of the building if they're so far removed from each other that it's like, why, you know, like, this is like some, you know, MGK versus Eminem, you know, this, this isn't. One of their some... careers never came back after that, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's, it's easy to go like, well, who, who is top dog, top flight, you know, uh, whatever the hell, top dollar, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, and, that, and that's the thing. And, you know, good on them for getting promoted to SmackDown um, and all that stuff. 
but the which is the basis of the argument is dumb um the young bucks being petty and responding is on brand for them since they're heels but it's just an opportunity for them to work uh and to work the crowd and they're doing that but like what's the end game i, I just don't i don't get it because if you want to actually compare paychecks it's top dog a top top dollar versus two of the executive two of the four executive vice presidents of the second biggest wrestling company in america it's not a, it's not an apples to apples comparison it's not even an apples to cadillac comparison it, it doesn't make sense uh you know and the fact that we're actually talking about this is more indicative of like the petty tribalism of the internet um mm. like oh shit, somebody said something about a somebody said something about something mm-hmm. else somebody mm-hmm. else responded and it's basically, and unfortunately, it seems that the world has turned into one year-long Maury episode, one year-long <laughs> Jerry Springer episode, where all of a sudden Steve Wilkos comes in and remove the chairs and everybody's just looking at each other tensely. <laughs> this, this shit isn't even an issue. It's not a, it's not a big deal. It's not even a deal at all. Top, um, top dollar are going to go off to do whatever the hell they're going to do in, in NXT. I mean, in, in SmackDown. Their names are probably going to be changed, and he's just going to be Dollar, and you know the Young no, Bucks are going to do whatever they're going to do as well. So, and also, and also to Damien's point, it's shoes. Why not wear what's comfortable? I personally prefer New Balance over everything. Does that make me more or less than somebody? No, I have that a makes head on with a flip flop on it. Does that make it you know something else? <laughs> I mean, like it just doesn't make any sense. For like that to be the basis of an argument, you wear shoes that are not expensive, they're expensive on TV, but you wear loafers at home because you suck. <laughs> like, fuck off. I mean, that's, that's just dumb. It's dumb all the way around. <laughs> Damien. Like we said before, like I said before, it's stupid, it's dumb. I, I personally am just thinking, all right, you started a Twitter beef that lasted what, 12 hours, 13 hours? And then we go back to our corners like a heavyweight fight. Like, all right, no low blows. <laughs> go back to your corner. This ain't Wilder <laughs> and Fury. This is like, yeah, yeah, okay, man. Yeah, this is a butterbean fight. Yeah, basically, it's it's a strongman fight, and then they're done. So, look, I know we're talking about it because it's in the news cycle, but in terms of just who does it benefit? I guarantee it probably gets more eyes on Top Dollar and Hit Row mm-hmm. just because AEW fans are like, who the f is this guy? And then they're going to see who he's attached to. Maybe check out Head Row. Obviously, that might bring some you know, notoriety, publicity, because remember, there's no such thing as bad publicity sometimes. So this may wind up being a short-term up, especially depending on when they debut on SmackDown. This could be his thing. He could be a Twitter troll on behalf of Hit Row. Just start with everybody. Twitter beef with you, your mama, your uncle, your sister, your cousin. <laughs> And to be fair, before this even started taking off, I mentioned this before the show, Top Dollar was doing stuff like this long before the Bucks and him went toe-to-toe. Because think of it this way. If you looked at the, uh, the thread, right, because Will showed me the thread, mm-hmm. MVP chimed in wanting to know who he was talking about. Right. Yeah, well, he's an OG. You know, he's way removed so from So the this. fact that MVP <laughs> was like, Stir in the pot, like, yes, say names, <laughs> King, you know. It's like, okay. Hey. And then he mentioned, hinted at it being the Bucks, and then the Bucks being who they are, the perennial trolls themselves. It's on brand for them. Is this going to be anything more than just a quick, like, blip on the radar? Sure. 
Is it stupid? Hella right it's stupid. But yet, here we are talking about it. Yeah. If yeah. anything, like, I, this, like you said, I could see Top Dollar getting a little bump out of this. If anything, yes. it, it raised his profile. The Bucks are already a known commodity. They're top of the food chain in AEW. So it doesn't do anything for them other than, you know, gives them a big pat on the back from all their fans that are into it and them taking their little shot back. Top dollar, maybe it does something for him. Like you said, with SmackDown debuting, it got hell. He trended today. So mm-hmm. raised his profile. If nothing else, he might have got something out of it just for getting on the radar with this whole little thing. Yeah. But like you said, it's dumb. It, it was a lunchtime diss of someone's yes. shoes. That's all it damn was. And people blew this into some huge, big thing. Like, yeah. That was disrespectful of him. He When he gets cut, <laughs> he's going to need them for a job. And this is going <laughs> to be the end of him. And it's like, come <laughs> on. The, the man cracked on their shoes. That's all he did. He didn't even name anyone's names. It's like, if, if that's like some huge, like nail in the coffin for someone, it's like, come on now. It ain't all that. This was just, that, it's silly. It's it, it was silly fun. If nothing else. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that I, I, I thought about this. Number one, like, again, I don't like the whole thing of wearing Jordans as a gimmick. I think that is definitely trending down the wrong path. Uh, for me mm-hmm. and I, I don't think no sneaker heads are ever going to look over at the bucks and legitimize them as you know real sneaker heads because i think when you yeah, when, and when i think you, that you, might from what i was hearing just to jump in real quick that might have been part of it that supposedly in sneaker head circles that they were checking out what the bucks were wearing and they might not have been legit in every case. oh yeah that's that that's be been a thing where part of this was coming from so yeah and, and, and like let's be honest uh, sneakerheads is a lifestyle it's a community and they're really sacred about that you know um people take that serious and and they're not even invested in this that's the first thing and if anybody ever want to know you know what does it mean to be a sneakerhead um i think that it is there's there's totally a netflix series that can get navigate you right exactly what it is and understand that but two things here for me um, the first thing is that um, th- this does absolutely help uh, the hit row. They've already been getting heat, or not heat, hate from them being drafted. And everyone know, everybody want to know why, why them, why were they being called up? So they're already dealing with that. As Damon said, any publicity is good publicity. Um, I think this is another thing that adds to their stock because yes, you will get. AEW fans that don't know who they are, that don't watch NXT, to take a look over at them, whether they like them or don't like them, they're, they're going to recognize who he is, and I think that helps with them um, one way or another. And then I think that um, this could be something else very interesting that could happen. An endorsement may come out of nowhere here, mm-hmm. because you may have somebody that mm-hmm. said, oh, they need a shoe sponsor. We'll got you. And, it, and, it, and these type of things happen. You never you like shoe sponsorships are the most randomest things that happen. Like all you have to do is have like an incident. You'll be wearing a pair of shoes. Then they say, no, Adidas knocking on your door. And they're like, we got you. So I could see somebody like Adidas or like uh, Under Armour, who's from Maryland, stepping up saying, hey, they say you don't have heat. We got you. We'll, we'll put something on your feet, you know. And 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 that be and that's part of their whole image is having to wear that. And while that may not be deemed as heat, it's still lucrative for them, and it's a business deal. And I think that would be cool if they was able to parlay something like that. 
So, you know, to me, yes, on surface level is silly, but I think there may be something more to come from this. I think there could be a a secret gem of some sort that that comes out of this. And I think it absolutely benefits uh, Hit Row only. Nothing for the bucks here. The whole gimmick, their whole stint of what they're doing is silly. I don't buy into it as a sneakerhead, as a former sneakerhead, as a wrestling fan. I, I, I could care less. But it's funny, though, because all of a sudden they're wearing Jordans. As a thing, now all their homies is wearing Jordans. You got Kenny wearing Jordans. You got Brandon Cutler wearing Jordans. Adam See, there's Cole the line. Wearing... There's the line. If Michael Nakazawa <laughs> and Brandon Cutler Coming. are going to be rocking Jordans on air, man. Coming. That's why I draw the line. Because I said it off air, and I wasn't going to really get too much into this. A lot of the bitching and moaning is because people are trying to make this a cultural appropriation thing. Like, why are the Bucks rocking Nikes? They're white boys wearing vans. Like that's what people are bitching about under the under the sea here. And me personally, I never gave it two seconds of thought. But sneakerheads are saying, "Yo, yo, Bucks, go over there and rock your kids or whatever your uh, your Skechers <laughs> or whatnot. Keep your LA gears. I don't know what what other fucking sneakers wear. I wear Toms. I don't I don't really pay attention anymore. But that's another underlying issue for some people. It's like the basic white boys." over here trying to be fashionistas with Nikes and whatnot. And Hit Row is urban. I'm going to throw that up because I see people throwing that around on social media. They're decidedly urban. And it's one of those things where, is it cultural appropriation? Me personally, don't give a shit, but it's an interesting topic nonetheless. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, as of right now, I mean, for for Twitter beefs, I mean, you know, something, uh, there may be some type of hidden gem that comes from out of this. But for all the fans getting involved in it. (laughs) B-Fab's the hidden gem because the Bucks ain't got no one to match up against her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what? Okay, so let's, 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 let's move to our next topic. Unless anybody got anything else to add on this. I just want to hear you say hit row again and sing it again. (laughs) Hit row. Sounds like a a slasher movie. Hit row. It it does, though. I mean, it's spooky season. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to uh, Swerve. Swerve. Uh (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the 30-minute war thing. Now, I... I, Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. So I know a little bit about this, but I need somebody to kind of lay the table here. Uh, we know that SmackDown is going to go an extra 30 minutes longer. Supersize. Supersize, which ties it cuts into AEW's Rampage's time, mm-hmm. which now there was a smooth transition. Um, and, you know, between watching the products, if you want to watch both, but now they're bleeding into one another. And beyond that, there's also been a lot of comments coming out from Tony Khan, and I do not know... Uh, if, if for them to be valid, I've seen I'm seeing them, but I don't know if he's actually said it because I haven't heard it. But I'm hearing things like stuff like him saying like competition is more lucrative for the two of them. Um, about uh, uh, the ratings basically uh, about going up against one another, and uh, you know how at <laughs> this. I mean, this is clearly a Twitter thing, but how some people are like putting out ratings about what shows are doing each night, but when it comes down to SmackDown and Rampage, then they go quiet on it. And Tony basically coming out speaking about why you know ratings are what they are, and etc. I, I don't know. 
nonetheless, let's 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 focus in on the 30 minutes thing. So why why is SmackDown going an extra 30 minutes? First of yeah. all, let me set the table real quick with the whole thing, how it happened in a the way it went down over the last week. So last Friday night, they announced on SmackDown that this Friday they are on FS1 because baseball will be on Fox. The first game of the uh, next round of the playoffs will be Boston and the Astros going on in prime time. So Fox is having that. SmackDown's moved to FS1. So that frees up the schedule. So with that move, they decided, I guess, to make it into a big deal. They are doing Super SmackDown with the extra half hour that will go to 1030. All of that will be on FS1 tomorrow night. That's how it's happening. So they announced that next fr- last Friday. As that happened, and it's going to be a loaded show. Sasha and uh, Becky, Brock Lesnar is going to be there. Roman Reigns, whole bunch of people. So they're, they're yeah. loading the show up for, for tomorrow night is the plan. So as soon as that happened, Tony Khan last week put out a tweet, and I'll read it off here, saying, I saw you're doing a half hour head-to-head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head-to-head. It's been a long time coming. See you next Friday for AEW Rampage <laughs> on AEW TNT. That's what he said that night, okay? So the weekend goes by. Everyone's losing their mind. He's talking about it and everything. And Tuesday, AEW fired back with that they will be going one hour earlier on YouTube with a buy-in preview show before Rampage which will feature a few matches, but most notably it will feature Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. So that's going to be on YouTube from nine to 10, 10 o'clock will come. Rampage will start. SmackDown will still be on. Oh, and also just remember this detail, the last 30 minutes of SmackDown, the 10 to 10 30 portion will be commercial free. There's that little detail oh, too. Okay. Yeah. That that's happened in two. So commercial free for the last 30 minutes of SmackDown against the first 30 minutes of Rampage. So that's where we are going into tomorrow. You have an hour of YouTube. You have a 30-minute crossover. Oh, and and uh, SmackDown will immediately be replayed afterwards for the West Coast, <laughs> starting right at 1030. <laughs> Essentially, FS1 just gave WWE the night and just said, do what you want with it. So that's what's happening. That's what's happening tomorrow night. And, of course, it's just a matter of, Who's going to watch what and what's people going to do? And, you know, all this. I, I, I think the main thing I say, it seems like Tony Khan has very quickly walked back his initial statements from that first night where he's like, I'm going to I'm going to beat you. I think he quickly realized that ain't quite such a sure thing, especially with baseball on that mm-hmm. night, because baseball has been biting into everything for these mm-hmm. playoffs. So I think baseball is going to hurt both those shows pretty significantly. What they're going to do, I don't know. But I think they're both going to have a lesser audience than one would normally expect. Okay. So, I guess as fans, do we care about the logistics here? Or do we just watch whatever we want to watch? I care more about this than about uh, Shoe Talk. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that jumped out at me when the YouTube announcement was made for Brian and Minoru, I was like, awesome. Saturday morning, I know Ray will be waiting for me. <laughs> put it on YouTube. That is on demand. So I'm yeah. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. No, I think the big thing for me isn't necessarily whether or not I want to watch one or the other. The question is whether I'm going to watch either of them over baseball. <laughs> exactly. Because 
tis the playoffs. I don't give a fuck what's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. With that said, though, it is interesting, of course, that they're having the, you know, SmackDown being preempted for baseball and, um, you know, Rampage, uh, not Rampage, but Dynamite being preempted for uh, hockey. Uh, doubleheader on TNT, which looked fantastic. So anytime the Rangers get beat, I'm happy for that. Let's fuck them. But it will be interesting to see um, how this first bit, uh, this first actual interaction, and a lot of people are comparing Raw to Dynamite. A lot of people are comparing, you know, SmackDown to Dynamite. And and the thing is that they don't air the same day. They don't have the exact same competition. Uh, you know, the networks are comparable in size, but it doesn't matter. That's like saying that the Dodgers are better than the Capitals because the Dodgers drew a bigger rating on the game that they played. That doesn't make any sense. We're not comparing the same show to each other. Now, when uh, NXT and AEW were on the same night, cool. That's your horse race. Uh, but to do so and extrapolate that, well, they won the key demo for the week. But they all lost a survivor. So who gives a shit? Or Big Brother or or whatever the hell. So the idea is now that we have for 30 minutes or or for an hour and a half, really, you know, will we see a dip in SmackDown's ratings? No matter what they are, will we see a dip in SmackDown's ratings at 9 p.m. Eastern? Will AEW, you know, have 50, 100,000 people watch because they're bringing a, you know, top names and a fan uh, and doing a lot of fan service on YouTube for free. Also, putting it on YouTube is, is, is a good look because everyone nationwide can watch. Uh, when I was out on the West Coast, because Pacific time is the worst time, uh, AEW comes on at 8 o'clock. Rampage comes on at 10 o'clock, which is one of the morning here. So if you're out West, you can watch it early for the first time in a while. And I think so. A lot of these things are are interesting. Um, where if you're out on the West Coast, you could definitely watch the buy-in earlier than normal, uh, and then watch Rampage at a later date or later on in the night. Uh, if you're watching SmackDown, do you, how much how badly do you need to see Daniel Bryan, who was on SmackDown uh, last? So <laughs> this is these are things. I mean, they, it's interesting to see the game of chess that they're playing. And also whether or not it amounts to anything because baseball and also hockey's back. Granted, it's not back on like a national scale ESPN. I don't think it's doing a game, but, you know, hockey's back and baseball playoffs are kicking ass. So, you know, comparing the two, people are really, really, really going to be looking at that last hour and a half of SmackDown to see that what that number looks like. Now, granted, also – Fox Sports 1 is not on a lot of cable channels, uh, cable companies' packages um, around the country. I think they're in 75% of cable outlets, where TNT and TBS are in like 97% of cable outlets. So that's also something to consider. Um, I don't know what the college uh, football uh, shenanigans are doing on Friday night, but I know they, ESPN, like to sneak in one low-key college football game. You know, how will that factor into things? It's a lot of moving parts, and it's something that you can't just brush under the table and go, well, AEW is going to win because they're doing this. Um, and, and and I do have a little bit of an update on what the matches are for the uh, Rampage show as uh, as and the buy-in as they've updated that card a bit. So I'll cover that in the news. But 
uh, come Monday morning, it'll be interesting to see what exactly happened. Because we could see AEW kill it. We can see SmackDown kill it. We could see baseball kill them all. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So, so I, you know, obviously, whatever your preference is for your Friday night entertainment is what you're going to watch. For the owners here, Khan and, and Vince, do you think they legitimately... I mean, well, Khan, I think, is a different case. But do you, do you think Vince is sitting around really... You know, going to look at analytics here to see if they did better. Yes, yes. I, th- yes. I think he emphatically wants to make a statement here, and th- he would not be putting all this effort into it as far as like no commercials and all this, and doing the extra half hour if he didn't care about making a point right. of outdoing them. Because otherwise, he wouldn't be bothering with it. WWE could have started the show a half an hour early. Yeah, and said, you know what? Hey, here's a special treat, and we're going to air it live from coast to coast. SmackDown starts at 7.30 tonight. Mm. You know, but yeah, instead, they purposely are running it to 10.30. They're purposely putting on um, an Iron Man match or something like that, right? Um, and it's also commercial free. So, mm. I mean, you know, to say that they're not counter-programming or that Vince isn't sweating it, because if he was, if he really didn't give a shit, NXT would be on Wednesdays. Mm. Oh, but, you know, but hockey's moving in a thing. Well, they didn't have to move it now. That's not happening until next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Their my, ratings my, were already hurting anyway, so they had to do something. That that you know, whether it got better or worse, they had to do something. Well, they could have they could have put it on the network. Yeah, yeah like it used to be. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah I, I'm not sweating tomorrow night. I, the way I look at it, is that my normal damn Friday night is I see about the first hour of SmackDown. A little hobo's winding down. Once she's out, I usually flip the damn channel and I'm getting into other stuff, and I'll check out anything else from it the next morning. <laughs> And I ain't planning to do anything different tomorrow night. I yeah. am not killing myself over this. So I said, it's all the Minoru Brian match. Do I want to see it? Absolutely. But it's mm-hmm. on YouTube. So yeah, I'll I see know it, where it's going to be. I'll see it Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Exactly. That is going to be my Saturday morning viewing. And like the Becky and Sasha match. Absolutely. I want to see that. Absolutely. I want to see what's going to happen with Brock Lesnar. My guess is for SmackDown, they're probably going to open the show big, especially since they're replaying it at 1030. You're going to have a big opening and a big last half hour. That's what they're going to do. In the middle part, probably it'll just be kind of a normal episode of SmackDown. But they're going to have a big opening and a big finish. That's the parts that are going to be interesting. And yeah. But they can, it's, they can wait. It ain't... It, hell, you got to think of it this way. Week after this, a week from Friday, SmackDown's back on Big Fox. So it ain't Pretty like... Much. This is a one-time thing. I think the week after, they're back on FS1 for the World Series. But after that, they're back on Fox. This ain't going to... This ain't a regular thing. They're right. just trying to make a thing- point... That's the thing, Will, is the fact that it's going to be on FS1, that I, that's why I'm not even like giving it two seconds of thought more often than not, because it's FS1. It's the, like we said earlier, hey, WWE, we ain't got nothing. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And we're go over there. Be the stepchild over there. So depending, and we don't do ratings here because we say it's stupid, but if there's a bump, cool, whatever, man. But honestly, here's what I'm interested in. I want to see good matches. If I find out, because I'm not sitting home watching it. I'm not living a life. I'm not by my computer, by my television. It's Friday but, night. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing stuff. That's I right. may be 40, but I don't act like a 47-year-old man like my brothers do. I'm out doing things. But <laughs> I'll catch it on Saturday, Will. I will. Or if I go to free play, they'll have the Suzuki match up on the TV screen. So there for me, go. I'm like, yep, I'll see Suzuki-san beat the crap out of Danielson for a couple minutes. 
great. And then I'm going to go back to drinking my Jack and Coke because I don't <laughs> really want to pay attention to all that for two hours or 30 minutes or what have you. What yeah. I will say real quick, and I'll just pass it back. Shout out to Tony Khan for constantly walking this line as blo- from bloviating to running it back to bloviating to running it back. He flip-flops like he's on around the horn with Jay Mariotti back in the day and Woody Page, and I love it because he'll hit you with the fire, and then he's like, well, uh, take it out of context, or I might have spoken <laughs> yeah. out of turn. It's very quickly it's like been walked Smith back into, into – It's very quickly been walked back into, Friday night's going to be a great night for the fans. Yep. <laughs> yeah. that, that's his line now. <laughs> yeah, There's going to be a lot happening, and Friday night's going to be great for the fans. No more mm. of this – I can't wait to beat you. But do you think in general, uh, is that is that a message that he should continue? Because I know he's he's done that before. He's tweeted that before. Um, you know, something to the effect of, uh, no, I think our product is good. And I think our product is strong. And I think that your product isn't. Um, where does that line lie between confidence in your product and your team and grandstanding? I, yeah, this is a good question. It's a tricky line. It's a very so, tricky line. Let's let's bring that back up. Let's go to commercial because we're about halfway through the show. But let's bring that question back up because that, that's a really good question. It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be back in a second, folks. Pay some bills. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service as well as UPS right to your computer. Whether you're on the phone sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out those orders, Stamps.com will make your life infinitely easier. All you need is a computer and a standardized printer. No special supplies or equipment necessary. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll exclusively get discounts on postage and shipping from UPS as well as the Postal Service. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup, drop it off, no traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is literally no risk. And with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitment or contract necessary. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, P-O-D. That's stamps.com, promo code POD, stamps.com. You'll never go to the post office again. All right, now, welcome back to the second half of the Big Gold Belt Podcast, folks. So, um, yeah, in the beginning of the show, just in case you uh, are watching us live and... um, and you missed out what we talked about. We talked about the shoe thing that happened between Todd Dollar and the Bucks. Um, yeah, I know they. No one cares. I, I mean, like whatever. Uh, and then <laughs> the thirty-minute war thing. Uh, <laughs> next week on our on the episode of Big Gold Belt Podcast, we all will be talking about our latest shoe pickups, where we will be having a heat check amongst one another. So. Folks, I advise you all to bring your A game next week <laughs> because that's what we're going to do. Now, but seriously, uh, we talked about the 30 minute war. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, that's because there's a lot of little moving pieces happening uh, tomorrow night uh, with SmackDown, uh, with uh, AEW, Rampage, and whatnot. But 
as we concluded that topic right before break, Jamal had a very interesting question. Sir, could you repeat that one more time and let's get into our answers to this? Uh, sure. Uh, so Tony Khan uh, has uh, stuck out his chest a lot, especially on Twitter, um, kind of piping up his product and his team and, you know, naming WWE by name in, in, in general. And the question really comes down to where is the line between uh, being confident in his team and his product and grandstanding or flexing a little bit too much? Um, and of course, the iron, the grand irony is, is that WWE did that shit all the time, does it all the time. And then now that they're getting a little bit of a taste of their own medicine, it's kind of like, oh, my God. But but yeah, but is that good for his product for him to stick his chest out there and crow so much? Yeah. Uh, because obviously there are times where he hasn't exactly delivered on what he thought was a home run. So Mr. Anthony Khan, who birthday just passed, by the way, uh, 39 years old. Happy belated birthday to him. And what he's doing, regardless if you like the product or not, um, he's providing more entertainment in the world of professional wrestling, giving more jobs, opportunity, and yeah, he's, he's changing how things accustomed how things how we were accustomed to things being three years ago. I think that's to your question, what's important is to realize that he's still a very young man, and although he has a lot of success. I'm sure that Warner Media executives are in his ear, patting him on the back, letting him know that he's making good tries, making good money for them. There's also a bunch of ego within his own business that I'm sure is right there trying to do the same thing, but actually don't have the money to back it up. And I think when you start to see him get uncharacteristic with some of his puffing of the chest, it also seems like somebody's writing his script for him like a certain Chris Jericho of some sorts. Somebody in his locker room that's like boosting his head up, boosting his ego, and then he's like, I'm the ball, so I can go do what I want. And that's where I'm starting to see this irregularity and patterns where you see him as the businessman, all about business, about the fans, promotion. And then there's times where you're just like, he seems like he has a chip on his shoulder, and it's a little bit more boastful, 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 not boastful. Both, not boastful, both, whatever. And he's just trying to like throw a jab. You know, he he he's he's five rounds into a 12 round, and his coaches are like, bro, go back to the jab. <laughs> and that's what you're seeing him constantly do. I particularly don't think he has to ever stoop to that level. I think his his work and his product should speak for itself. I don't feel like he should ever have to be a face or a gimmick for for what you know the fans want to hear or to incite war or or like you know that that conflict amongst folks because if it's for the fans then you just do your work and you just let it be but once you start talking battle talk then you're ultimately creating divide in the community that you are trying to build and that's that's why i don't like because like we're educated enough in our peers and our and our brothers and sisters shows and whatnot the ones that you know we're friends with they, we understand that but the moment you just start to look at twitter at certain hours of the day you you forget that there is a still significant amount of folks who whatever they hear that's what they go with for instance the ones who went to war for the top dollar and young buck beef but it's just like 
there's no reason for anybody to be suiting up, putting their armor on, grabbing their sword, and they can barely hold it up. You know, like in the Lord of the Rings where they're trying to get everybody, <laughs> and there's that one kid, they're like, have you ever hold the sword before? And they're like, no, yeah. no. But, but two chains, top dollar disrespected the young bucks. <laughs> and he'll be begging for a job. He doesn't even have, he hasn't even made no money yet. <laughs> like all sorts of different stuff. Neither like, or have I, these people that are bitching about it. They ain't make no money either, but yet here we are. How are you well, top dollar? You haven't even made no money yet. <laughs> well, let me ask you this though. You, you talk about you talk about Khan and you talk about how he's um shouldn't have to stoop to that level, but don't you think that that's just kind of where uh, the national consciousness is when you look at every show, um, mm-hmm. whether it's the news shows or Fox, CNN, whether it's the sports shows, you know, FS1 or ESPN, most of their midday content is breaking news or debate shows. Right. And I think that a lot of that stuff, as it you know carries on throughout the day, seeps into social media. So, uh, it, it's debates. It's lists. It's something that's going to, you know, he's a provocateur at this point. And I think that that's just unfortunately where we are as kind of like uh, as, as a social, um, you know, hive in that, you know, everything has to be up for debate. It's me versus you. It's this versus that. And it's top dollar versus the young bucks over shoelaces. I mean, that's <laughs> the type of stupid shit that we're into. And you can argue that, like, you can take all strip all of that and go, well, Tony Khan's a son of a billionaire. And he's definitely a multimillionaire himself. Vince McMahon is a billionaire, and his kids are richer than Jesus too. At the end of the day, they're still getting money, and the kid and the and the marks are still you know shelling it out. So that's what it all that's what it's all about. For me, I think that it's more to the point of uh, I'd like the enthusiasm, and obviously I... there is a line where enthusiasm turns into gloating, oh, but. Yeah. To be fair, that's what the business is. It's not just, it's not a, a happy-go-lucky, cohesive thing. It's like, no, nah, that shit is trash, and you should feel bad about it. Because this is what we're doing over here, because we're going to win. Ray Lewis didn't go out there and shake hands with people and say, good game, guys. No. He was like, fuck that. And he, he went and did his thing and put on a show, and that's kind of what we've been uh, trained to believe is well, what is um, successful. Well, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I see. I absolutely see both sides of this, and I'm, I'm gonna let y'all get in there in a second. My biggest comparison to this is that Tony is the owner. He is the top person. No one's above him. Right. He doesn't have no reason to stoop this love. He's not Dana White, who is just the face, the president of the UFC, isn't the owner. So Dana White can come out and say everything he's supposed to say. But that the Endeavor group, the the collective group of owners, you don't ever hear them coming out talking about Bellator this and bare knuckle this and all that other <laughs> stuff. Like, but why? You know what I mean? So I, I I don't see why Tony ever has to do it. When he does do it, to me, you blindfold me and I say that's the third member of the Young Bucks, and it should never feel that way. But you you know what? I think that that I'm sorry, Damien, but you know what? That I think that because uh, the growth of the company is so entrenched in social media and that um mm-hmm. mindset is what he's projecting mm-hmm. and i'm not going to say that that's like a you know a good or bad thing because again he's trying to drop the business and the business lives on twitter and what does twitter <laughs> do so you has to stoop to twitter's level level and now we have the young bucks as the biggest heels in the company changing their twitter bios and literally made a shirt about it 
Now we have Tony Khan coming out there and saying like, well, stuff and things. Oh my God, he says stuff and things. Get the fuck out of here. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> what a world we live in now. And and that's kind of where we are. And, and you can say what the extreme is, uh, petty tribalism. But realistically, this is kind of what fuels the bullshit. And I've, unfortunately, the marks don't know that they're being played. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. We got to look at it like this. The foundation of this thing from the moment it launched was we're going to change the world. Things aren't right. From the from the very beginning, that was the, the rallying cry. We are going to change the world. No, so, the actual foundation was a tweet from Jim Cornette. I mean, not Jim Cornette, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> that said, I bet you well, I can't sell out run the arena thing. Yeah, right. I bet you I can't run a show. So this shit literally right. started on Twitter. Right. Yeah, very true. Very true. But I'm thinking of the press conference when they launched AEW, yeah. the big press conference where it was all, you know, we're going to change the world. We're going to do everything different because the way things are being done ain't the way they should be done. This is your wrestling. This is a new way to do it. So, I mean, that is what it is. And it's it's an extension of that for sure. I think where it becomes a thing now that we're two years into this, it's the line of, How hard do you constantly beat that drum where obviously, yes, it rallies your troops, the people you've already won over, you got them. It Mm -hmm. gets them hyped up and you can always play to them and that's great. But part of your business plan also has to be you got to attract new people. And how hard do you hit that drum while also not driving other people off to where they're just like, I don't want to hear this crap. And it's like you drive people away. We can drive people away with it just as much, too. That that's the line. It's a very tricky line of playing to your base, preaching to the choir, but also at the same time not annoying the hell out of everyone else. And, and to be fair, though, the base is on Twitter, and that's a different language. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Damien. I was going to say, if we recall when this whole Forbidden Door stuff started happening, and Tony Khan appeared on Impact and was being this really smarky, almost Twitter personality in in the infomercials that he was doing with Tony Schiavone. How do we know that this isn't him when he bloviates like this is his character, his on-air persona to ruffle feathers? Because like you said earlier, someone must be writing the shtick for him because it doesn't <laughs> seem like that's his normal M.O. When you talk, when you hear him talk in other interviews or with other people, he's got, he's got the cornball shtick going on. It's almost as if he wants to be the mark that happens to run a wrestling promotion. And he's acting as if one of the quote-unquote marks of the world would do if they're running a wrestling promotion. Mm. Talking trash, we'll whoop your ass, my team's better than yours. It's like old-school sports rivalries. He's like, you know who he is? Skip Bayless. He's fucking (laughs) Skip Bayless right now. Let me let me ask a question. Is it is it wait here real real quick? Is it as far as Eric Bischoff challenging Music Man to a fight? Hell, no, we've lived through the wrestling war before. Not there. He ain't gone that far yet. But <laughs> no, he's not there yet. I mean, there's definitely some Eric Bischoff-esque tendencies in there with the Who grandstanding knows? and probably the whole... thrown some, you know, some sprinkles at because he's appeared on AEW television. Oh, yeah. So you know he's had to pick Bischoff. Tony brain. grew up with all that stuff, so he saw how Bischoff played his hand. So Better we Bischoff know that. Hey, but yeah. look, but don't forget. Tony is the cash cow here. Everyone's going to say anything to be on his good side. So you have to think about the vast amount of what we'll just call pillow talk that's happening behind closed doors with Tony Khan. That is genuinely boosting his ego. And again, I think Tony is a, 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 is a smart guy from, from my interactions with him. 
I, I he, he definitely comes off as a stand-up guy. But then there are glimpses of this, and I'm just like, well, who the hell is this guy? You know what I mean? But what I was going to ask you is, because he's not only just the owner of AEW, he is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, his dad is. No. His dad is. Let's be real here. His no, dad. Tony Khan runs a lemonade stand for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> he has the soccer team, the football okay. team, football club team. Soccer. Mm-hmm. America uh, football. Yeah, football. Uh, do you think he has the same demeanor? In that groups of and uh, amongst that group of no, uh, and you know not. why? That because in, in football, they'll kill him. Literally, someone would kill him because you know how crazy <laughs> soccer fans are. They might shake Tony Khan if he acted like this in, in terms of like uh, football. Yeah. So no, it's only for wrestling. That's not even He's no joke too, because uh, yeah, I, I I don't watch too much soccer, but I do know about that one person who completely like messed up the championship. And he was getting death threats and all sorts of different things. And he had like an attempted assassination on him. I'm just like, oh, okay. It's it's real, real out here. So, uh, Jamal, you, you said what? No, because of what? His team is garbage in soccer. Oh, <laughs> yes. Cool. Hard well, to grandstand if you don't have anything to brag about. <laughs> We're number one. No, you're not. You know that you're not. <laughs> We're in last place. We're in last place. Like, I think they, they were really sent do a down a, a division to like you know double A soccer. I guess I, I don't know yes. how it works, but demotion so until a lower league. Yes. Yeah. Let Let's get the news. But in case this is isn't in the news, because I I don't know what's in the news, folks. That's why we go to the news so we can get the news. But I do have a quick question, just in case. We do mm-hmm. know, as we talked about for a few months now, that we knew at some point that AEW's uh contracts people contracts were going to come up and there was going to be a moment of people who may not resign people who get extensions which we know scorpio sky just got one um we know Britt baker just got one yeah he signed for six years i think five five yeah so that's you know but the question is now that we know that people are signing do you all and who do you all suspect will not be getting that resigning Ooh. It is well, about. I mean, we've uh, talked about not. this. We've we've waited for this day to happen where people weren't either going to get resigned or they'll be released. So this is a very interesting question. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Scorpio Sky would be number one on my list to not resign, and and here we are. So I'm gonna <laughs> cut him. Like, that's just me. Right. Yeah. Tell you what, though, Scorpio Sky to WWE is a is a move that I wouldn't have mind seeing. Seeing. I think he mm-hmm. should go to NWA. I wouldn't mind that either. I mean, assuming that everybody pays, you know with a, a worthy uh, wage, I think he would fit better in NWA. I him could see him. Page. I could actually even see him going back to ROH and being a top person now, you know? Yeah. But Unless um, he's going to get a, a, a real good training gig in the midst of this five-year contract, I think that's another avenue for him. He can join QT in the sex dungeon probably and just do that. But <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, for, for the first name that jumped out at me that I just thought of, Janella, me too. Because he can just go to he can go Jane Game Changer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Isn't he part owner of? I don't see him sticking around. I don't know how that could be a thing. He'll be one of the top guys there as soon as he shows up. I mean, he's on those shows regularly as it is. I don't know why he he would be. I don't know why they would want him to be an owner when the owner done got this far by himself. (laughs) So Mm. and doing good. So uh, two two things really quick uh, before anybody else answer. Number one, I thought it was so funny that. Scorpio Sky actually did call the brass ring the sonic ring, which 
I guess it looked like a donut. Yeah. yeah, which which was funny. And two, I it, it, is it me or I thought the whole buy-in thing was was like a gimmick for match for. So now the buy-in is just whatever they wanted it to be now. Well, huh? No, I mean the buy-in is their pre-show. It's always been their yeah. pre-show. But I thought it was like their pre-show for Double or Nothing. No, well, it's their it's pre-show, pre-show for, for pay-per-view because they want you to buy into the pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's no okay. different than the kickoff. I never realized that that's what they called everyone. I thought it was only for double or nothing. So it's been the pre-show for all of their pay-per-views. Yeah. All right. So Janela up top for the both of us. And uh, you, you say Scorpio Sky. But yeah, who do you got? Uh, okay. No. Well, okay. Well, uh, since Scorpio Sky resigned, uh, fire Kip Sabian immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I can it's- see that. Yeah, I mean, I have. But they, my, keep, but they uh, keep Penelope. I think they keep Penelope. I think they keep Penelope, but I have my biases. Uh, so yes, I would fire John Moxley immediately. Uh, in <laughs> <Penelope>. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Kip can go right now. Joey Janela can go uh, right now. Uh, Sky and Ethan Page can go right now. Fire Goldust because you know mm. other reasons. Look him up. Um, fire his dumb ass right now. If, if you know if you're, if you're going to do a thing, his ass should be gone. Um, <laughs> there are others that you know. It's kind of like, eh, what are you going to do? There's just there's just no room for you. Uh, I love Sonny Kiss, love Me him too. to death. I don't know where he fits in the AW. No, and it's not his fault, right? At all. Yeah. no, it's totally at not all. his fault. He can do anything that you want him to do. I just don't know where he fits in there. But and by the way, I think Sonny Kiss's pronouns is she. I, I, I we should probably check that to, to be clear, uh, but Sunny Kiss, uh, Kiss definitely uh, it's it's sad. So much talent, and what has it been? Three years. Mm-hmm. It's a jump. Yeah. Is it is this sad? This is going to be the probably the most craziest thing I've ever said on this show for the sense of it being like an inside joke. I think, and it's sad to say that I think the best match that I've ever seen from Sonny Kiss was at Capital Wrestling. Ooh. Who who did they fight? Who did they wrestle? It shouldn't even be a thing. Um, it, for the for the record, uh, Sonny on Twitter says uh, she, her, or he, or him. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So either or. Fluid. Yeah, because I, I, I'm definitely not they. Yeah, okay, because I, I, I believe I heard uh, Swole, or... Uh, reference uh pronounces she so uh just right. there, but yeah on the she, broadcast yeah that okay i just want to yeah. make sure thank you for that uh, correction appreciate that yeah so I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now get rid of hybrid two yes because their, their <laughs> overall <laughs> record is 18 and 42 be gone <laughs> i don't know how michael's nakazawa was like over 500 i have no wait idea wait do you, what about if records did dictate somebody's employment Michael Nakazawa mm. will be gone. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, the, the librarian dude is, is thirty-five oh my God. and fourteen. Leva, where has Leva Bakes been? Producing backstage, cosplaying, producing. Avalon, huh? 8, yeah, 40, eight and thirty-six. Holy shit, Avalon's gone. Um, yeah, Sean Dean's still there. Two, yes, two and thirty-eight. He's um, uh, he's one of the gophers backstage. Gotcha. Yeah, and 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 like doing like community outreach stuff, right? Yeah, uh, but I think he's, he's the Titus O'Neil of the. Yo, it, that's sad. That's no, sad. so he's he's working with Mark Henry, but um, and doing the community outreach stuff. But I also think that he's getting the um, uh, the rookies in from the Nightmare Factory. He's like their mm. their gotcha. Xville guy. Nah, because okay. he wasn't 
he wasn't uh part of the the core folks that was they showed on Rose to the Top. That was a uh, um that was QT. It was well, it's uh, his was it's his deal QT. Yeah, but Cody's I mean, a trainer. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Preston Vance is a trainer. Preston Vance, and um, and I want to say that Sean Dean for AEW is one of the backstage people. Mm. Okay. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see. That's what. That's what I've. Yeah, I I didn't. Yeah, when they on the episode where they show like the trainers and whatnot. I mean, I guess you 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 would assume those are the transitional people, but yeah, Sean Dean was one of them. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who doesn't resign. And I'm I'm just gonna go off the limb and say that if someone doesn't resign, it isn't a bad thing for them. Their stock is up. Independent wrestling is thriving. There are opportunities. And hell, uh, NST 2.0 actually looks like a destination again because couldn't couldn't say that about a year ago but what they're doing now people are being inserted right away and they're doing things different so you you just never know you know but we'll see jamal i think it's time for you sir to uh talk some news okay i think i'm gonna do uh do a news thing uh, right now a news day yeah um so the first thing of course uh tomorrow night is uh friday night smackdown it is rampage and it's going down at almost the same time. Uh, the big thing is uh, uh, Tony Khan did an interview with the New York Post. And if you don't know what the New York Post is, they basically are a tabloid magazine for the New York area. Um, they're kind of a joke. So this it's not a shock that they would cover wrestling. Um, right. So it, a couple of things that was said in it uh, that was pretty interesting is um, conversations about uh, Bray Wyatt and... Um, you know, obviously, Tony Khan did not say, like, yes, he signed. He's coming immediately. But he did say, like, hey, um, you know, hopefully when the time is right, I would like to talk to him, you know, see where his head's at, see what's going on, and um, see if we can uh, make a move. And obviously, that's the corporate answer. But I think that's really the case because why it's been kind of MIA and uh, you can only say so much before he shows up. Um, I think that was uh, it's a pretty interesting article about just the goings on and of course uh, talking to Tony Khan, seeing what he, not only what he says and what he doesn't say is usually interesting. Um, Cody uh, Rhodes. I just uh, want to say really quick to that. Um, that speaks a lot about what our perception about Bray Wyatt is, is that, you know, fans are saying, go here. He should go there. He should debut there where you, we haven't sat back to say like, well, what's his mental state with all of the grieving and processing and Tony Khan's response to me sounds like that he may be physically ready, gimmick ready, whatever, but he may not be mentally ready. So when the time's right, we'll talk. Doesn't seem like the time is now. So right. um and 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 on the contrary, we know Tony Khan's been adamant about interest with people, even when their 90-day clause isn't up yet. So we know when he's like actively aggressively wanting to pursue somebody, even though they're not available. But this the language is different here, which tells you that it is something different, which to me is the indication that he's just mentally not ready to go back to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's 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 on him. You know, whenever he wants to come back, he will. And not a moment before that. Uh, Cody Rhodes referred to himself as Woody from Toy Story. because That's the way he kind (laughs) of feels that way right now uh, as he is um, on the latter half of his career he kind of feels like the uh old toy that didn't um he doesn't feel like god anymore what happened uh well i mean people got a new god you know they built him out of a gold and uh made a calf you know it's a thing 
So I, I thought it was, you know, pretty interesting that he, you know, Cody says Woody was having a hell of a time, having a great time getting played with every day. Number one toy, then Buzz Lightyear shows up. Um, so CM Punk, uh, Buzz Lightyear confirmed. Um, <laughs> Poor Cody. <laughs> Woe is me. Woe is me. And by the way, Bo Peep is the best character in. Um, well, Bo Peep Story. is clearly Brandy. There, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Stop everything so dead in tracks. No, <laughs> no. Does someone want to catch me up on what y'all talk? What's Bo Peep? Uh, Toy Story. Just, just it's a good movie. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just need the memory jog. I'm like, I thought it was about Roads to the Top. I'm like, there's a character named Bo Peep because I wasn't watching that show. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, about Rampage in your house uh, tomorrow on the YouTube. Uh, you have uh, Tanara Conti versus uh, Santana Garrett. That's the updated match. Uh, she's still uh, around. Oh, eh, she's you know that's fair. Um, Fish versus Lee Moriarty, which may actually steal the show. Uh, personally, uh, Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki doesn't do anything for me, but okay. Choppy guys chop hard. Cool. Um, on Rampage at ten Eastern, you have CM Punk versus Matt Sadal, which could be very interesting. Ruby Soho versus the Bunny. Cool. Pass. And then, of course, your main event is uh, Jericho Hager and Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, who has recently signed a five-year extension. Good Lord. <laughs> um, and it's uh, Page Sky and former UFC champion Junior Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, the, who that is because I don't watch the UFC, but sure. Uh, he'll be with Dan Lambert and... And Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. These are also names that I don't know. Coming. Yeah, Jorge is, a, is the real deal. But I mean, yep. sure, it's it's high profile people in that match. That's that's yeah, what those I'll are say legit about UFC that. names. Yeah, okay. yeah, cool. Um, Saturday night at eight on for Dynamite. You have Malachi Black versus Dante Martin. That may be something special. Uh, Danielson versus Fish and uh, Lucha Bros versus a mystery tag team chosen by uh, Andrade El Patron. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Any guesses here? Um, no, Alberto, I'm good. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. I really don't know who they could. I'm gonna spit my water out. <laughs> it's uh, they could do a New Japan thing. You know, they're in the U.S. Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? They could bring um, um, a. They're they're the rumors. Some people are saying authors of pain. I don't see the fit here. Nah, why? Nah. There's, those yeah. guys are so far off the radar. I think one of them might actually be done. Anything yeah. from AAA? Maybe from AAA? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I would. So- I would not be surprised to see something as uh, corny as remember how FTR and them jumped uh, Darby a week ago and they were wearing masks. You just yeah. have FTR in there in the yeah. role <laughs> under hoods, but yeah. who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I really don't know, and I think that's actually kind of good that we don't know. Dude, dude, uh, dude, is 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 Roosh still contracted with ROH? Or he's hurt? I think he's hurt. I, I think it's both. Actually. I think through the he's, end of the year. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just Bandito shows up for no reason. Um. <laughs> I wish. Man, <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. If only. Good lord. No, no way it would be done properly. Absolutely. No not. way. Like, why is no Kevin way. Kelly here? Who knows? You know. <laughs> Why is Tom said clear in the ring, folks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dixie Carter. Right. The whole, the whole thing is breaking down. 
and I'm watching baseball. So goddamn. Um, Scorpio Sky, uh, Mike, Mike Johnson, the PW Insider, said that uh, Scorpio Sky re- would reveal that he signed a new deal with AEW that would keep him there to 2026. <laughs> God damn. Now, Scorpio has been there like since day one. Super options on it. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> annual <laughs> annual review to cut at any time. <laughs> Right. So I believe that uh, Sky is 38 right now. Yep. Which will keep him there until he's 43. Sure. Um, it. I, I guess. Yeah. You know, maybe people actually like the work that him and Paige are doing. But. Um, but yeah, Scorpio Sky is just a big ball of okay to me. I, I, uh, I want to. I want to say like three things real quick. Um, one, to to the to the rampage graphic with Lee Moriarty and uh and uh who's he facing? Um, um, it's Lee versus uh shit, I just had it. Bobby, uh, no, uh, uh Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. Oh. Yeah, Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I mean, <laughs> to me, I mean, that's a MLW match, nonetheless. But it's crazy to me how people are disrespecting that match. I'm seeing people cut off that flyer, half of it, just to show Suzuki and Danielson. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, where that the other side of that graphic is clearly who can steal the, 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 the car. To me, that is a huge problematic sign for anybody wanting to sign with AEW because you have legit top talent, young and hungry Lee. Going against the proven fish, who I actually match, I think fish has a lot more to prove because the last time we saw him in, e, in, in NXT, he got you know, that wasn't the fish that I remember from Ring of Honor. So yep. true, 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 true. But I, 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 I'm just saying, like when you think about being on a team and signing, you think like, well, how am I going to be utilized? What's the system for me? To me, you have to also think about what's the demand from the fans. It's just not a good sign when you when you when you when you see people act like that because of that top tier top talent that are being signed above and pushing everybody down. Lee is a instant star, a top talent, and you build him up to that tier because we know he's already belongs there. But because he's a new face, you build him up to that tier because that's where he deserves to be. To me, and how this all comes together, you have to kind of look at Scorpio Sky. And Ethan Page, who both left tag teams mm-hmm. to go on a singles run, to mm-hmm. become top talent, to get put mm-hmm. back into a tag team, to mm-hmm. get put into worse scenario worse than where scenario. they were before. Look at Josh Alexander now, a top talent in Impact. And who would have thought that the North, who I thought was the best tag team of that year, that one of the members of it, you can almost like, wait, where did he go? <laughs> what is he doing? Oh, he's doing a stint with a person that's a, to the lesser of the other person that's really not going anywhere. Where do you see the two of them going? And the sign five years, I mean, that's the biggest measure of complacency ever to me. I I do not like the signing at all. I, I, think I don't he, know if it's complacency or it's a matter of who's going to give Scorpio Sky a five-year deal. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, because if, if somebody offers me a five year deal, knowing good and damn well that I'm, and, and also we don't know the money either. So right. you know, a five year deal, maybe the money's good enough, maybe it's not. But you do have not complacency, but consistency. He doesn't have to worry about a paycheck for five years. That's a big deal. Mm. I don't think he's going to get that kind of uh, a deal in, in WWE, and I don't mm. think anybody can afford that type of commitment 
in what MOW Ring of Honor? No, I don't uh, think so. You, you know, Sinclair will cut that chat. Not the Scorpio <laughs> Sky. No. <laughs> yeah. This you know, not to, to borrow a line, not to borrow a line from Clueless, but stop trying to make Scorpio Sky happen. Like, it, it, I mean, I mean, gross. Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> they tried in Wrestle Circus. Now, I can attest to this because I saw him down here a lot. They tried in Wrestle Circus. They made him their number one guy. Wrestle Circus. We yeah, named all the old guy. promotions now. Yeah. And, and, and no, his manager got over, not him. Not a so, good oh. When we Not talk about thing. bland, I put Scorpio Sky as the king of bl- decent man, good human being by all accounts from what everybody tells me. But as far as in-ring talent, he's all go and no show. And that's that's it. Like he, if he got that five-year deal, good for him. Ain't nobody else paying him. That's like the Knicks yeah. constantly wasting their cap space to like overpay for their own free agents. It's like, what are you what are you doing? It, he's it's the Amon Shepard of AEW. Yeah. Oh, it's, nah. it's a five-year deal to be a utility guy and eventually oh, train. Nah. That's what it is. And, and, hey, and I think he that's can, it, he, Will. It's the trainer's he can, role. Yeah. Five-year minimum. If he can nail that down, then, hey, good for him. Because like I say, right. ain't no one else going to give him a deal of that length. There's no so, way. No it way. is what it is. You, you saying he got the five-year Robert Ori deal. Got it. <laughs> Robert Ori has seven rings. You put some respect <laughs> on his name. How dare you, sir? <laughs> He's not even your Dennis Haslam. He's not even your Dennis Haslam where he nah. like, if he wants nah. to keep playing, he'll get a check from Miami. <laughs> that hey, man is Judd Bushler, Bushler in 96. Hey, put some respect in your Dennis Haslam name. He got hands. He, he's he's a soldier on the, on the lines if you need him. <laughs> I, I, I trust him more than I trust Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> I'll give you Dennis Haslam five years to the big three right now. Oh, yeah. Sign it up. Sign oh, yeah, it absolutely. up. Um, so this is a quote. We can take the commercials out of it. If you want to take the commercials out of it, I can do that too. It doesn't seem very civil, but I have more money than they do. So I can afford to do that longer than they can. But that's how we make money at the end of the day. So I was surprised when they took those out. This is Tony the quote I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, wow. Said that in the New York Post interview where he was surprised that they uh, went commercial free. Um, because at the end of the day, it's still a business. And you know what? For them to go commercial free, to be fair, it does show a lot more. I don't want to say desperation. That's not the word I'm trying to use. But there's a lot more interest in the WWE is throwing so much of the kitchen sink at the wall. And again, to you, to your guys' point, you know, starting the show big so that when they re-air it on the West Coast, that gives people on the East Coast something to watch until 11. And that gives people on the West Coast something to watch for the first time, possibly, uh, if they don't have other mains, if they didn't see it already. So for them, it, 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 it it's borderline desperate to go like, not only is it a supersized show on a, on a channel that a quarter of our audience can't watch, but also, and this has nothing to do with anybody else, the last half hour is commercial free. Why? Don't ask why. It is. And that's <laughs> great because wrestling. Yeah. The, the, the more I think about it, I think it just really hit me because – they were going to be on FS1 this week, no matter what, because it's right. because of the baseball game. So I think it's just a situation of they're on FS1, Fox gave them the night, and they're just like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to mess with them. Let's throw everything we got into messing with them. We're here for we're here for the night. We're here. Let's take off our gloves and do it. Next week, we're back where we used to be. But while we're here, oh, we're going to play. I think that right. that's what it comes down to. And I, and I, I think. Mean, 
I think that's what it is, though, because, you know, the, the first uh, the second hour of SmackDown is up against the YouTube show. So WWE is right. already laughing at that. And then when the actual show comes on at 10, we're going to go commercial free and put on a pay-per-view quality match for 30 minutes. We can definitely do that. And, you know, so that's going to be a thing. And then we just re-air the whole damn thing for the West Coast uh, to screw up their last half hour, assuming that that's a big deal. Um, I'm I'm just saying, you know, it, I think it's a little bit more desperate than it is showmanship from WWE's part because they were already going to be there. I, I you know, I, I see this on the other end. What about all the bills are already paid? I mean, to run an ad during the MLB uh, playoffs? cost you a pretty penny if they're in the green and they don't need to run any more commercials so for say then why why do the extra half hour is something new though that wasn't that wasn't a part of the deal originally that wasn't like oh yeah we're going to be on fs1 and also well we didn't hear that a month ago well well if you add the extra um time does that equate to so if you're going to SmackDown, you're actually still there the same amount of time, correct? Yeah, it's a dark match, basically, okay. that they're adding to the end of the show. Right. So and then and then hopefully they don't tape 205 Live after that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, 205 Live is uh in uh Florida. Oh, okay. Well they yeah. don't they tape something or they, they just tape main events. Usually have like a main SmackDown? event for the people there. Yeah, yeah main event for people yeah. there. Who got no, 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 the they main usually event? have like a big like house show main event I'm talking about. Like yeah. Oh, right, right. Send the folks home happy after whatever happens at the end of SmackDown. I, yeah, I, to me, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't come off to me as like desperation. This comes off to me as just like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to be good financially this night. So uh, we can be creative if you want. Uh, do y'all want to do, do you want to do this? And they're like, sure, we, we'll do it. And hey, you know, um, so and, and also uh, I, I really can't stand people. Uh, checking other people's pockets. Talking about who got more money than the other person. That's just, that's literally just as bad as those Twitter fans saying Top Dollar don't got no money. How could he call himself <laughs> Top Dollar? It's, why, why are we checking people's pockets here? And um, is Khan saying he has more money than Fox, or is he saying he got more money than Vince? WWE? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, though. On the uh, other hand, it's just like <laughs> so. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go right. ahead. Uh, I know that you are uh, pining for this news, and you know you can go home and uh, sleep easy tonight. Ms. and Mrs. is coming back for a third season on USA Network. So um, I know, I know. So roads to the top, more competition because it's you know Ms. and Mrs. is back. Um, Apparently, uh, WWE is having a New Year's Day sh- uh, pay-per-view. And, you know, that's different. Um, but they decided to take away the December pay-per-view. Uh, TLC, not going to happen this year. Uh, as the December pay-per-view, apparently it was going to happen uh, on the 12th or so, or the 19th of December. But that's not going to be a thing. It will be interesting to see how they play it after Survivor Series until the, to the new year. But granted, they are doing a January 1st show. So that's only, you know, five or six weeks since Survivor Series. So, um, you know, it's not a hell of a lot of time, but it's interesting to see that they are technically skipping a pay-per-view in December. But then again, they're getting two in January with the New Year's Day deal and Royal Rumble three weeks later. So it's an odd bit of business for WWE, but I think, you know, that's kind of cool. It sucked. 
That's another quote from Tony Khan. (laughs) (laughs) He was speaking about Monday Night Raw. Um, And and basically he says, and I quote, I'm really just fired up. Even though we're not on Wednesday nights for the next couple weeks, it allows us to make these big weekend events. We do Friday Night Rampage. uh, And this week we get to do it against um, SmackDown. And we get to do Saturday Night Dynamite as well. Um, but about WWE Raw, he says it sucks not being on uh, on Wednesday this week, according to Barstool uh, Sports. And he's trying to build the number one wrestling company in, in America. Um, of course, Barstool Sports, for context, is basically, you know, it's, it's like a bunch of guys talking at the barbershop. You know, it's not really to be taken seriously in the formal yeah. sense of journalism. It's just a bunch of guys talking shit for a podcast. So it's, yeah. um, you know, bro culture kind of what, yep. what they, the, what they do. Um, so there, uh, the yep. last thing, Oh, well, the, yeah, the last thing about the news, um, I didn't know this is a thing that I needed to hear today, but, uh, tech nine and Dwayne Johnson mm. collaboration. So, the Rock, a blood confirmed, or uh, we're not no. going that far. Okay, let's not do that because again, he's thinking about running for president, so let's not let's not do that. <laughs> nah, I heard it. Uh, it's trash, sir. Like, it's funny because Tech Nine is a very underrated lyrical genius. We'll go there, and he's put out some solid music for years here, twenty years and, easily. Yeah. And you put The Rock on it. I mean, that's really big for you. Really big for you. Uh, it does nothing for The Rock. But it's, I mean, maybe it checks something off his bucket list. But that's exactly what this was. This was, I mean, I, I said this on the, on, on, on the Twitter. I grew up in the era of the Kobe Bryant, the Shaqs, and uh, Roy Jones Jr., who you're just like, oh my God, they got music? And you listen to it, you're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. For, first of all, we're not going to put Shaq in that category because Shaq actually had a gold record. Um, oh, that's based off his fame. Definitely not his bars. <laughs> based on the fact that he had Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, and, and The Firm on it. I mean, hey. you can't stop the rain is a classic. So I'm, we're not going to do that. It really <laughs> is. No, y'all, oh. I'm with you, Jamal. That is a classic. Oh, this, this, no. Absolutely trash. Just, then clearly, you don't have your headphones don't work because you might not. My have biological didn't bother. You don't remember that song? Come I mean, on, man. Legal money? Are you kidding me? Uh, we, we're not. We're not doing that. Can't stop the rain. It's a classic. So it's funny you mentioned Amon Shumper earlier. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> um, and Kyrie Irving has still one of the better disc records of two thousand two. Ask Kobe. <laughs> tell me how my ass tastes. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that, these are these are things. Shaq got bars. Put some respect on that man's name. Now, that didn't, Alan Dwayne appear, didn't Dwayne appear on Wyclef's It Doesn't Matter song back in the day anyway? So this isn't his first, like, foray into right. the I mean, was in the video, if, if and I think they doing, his voice. Yeah, if you're just doing, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, you're going to say that Booker T out here on Bad Bunny? With reggaeton? <laughs> you know, right, right, right. Reggaeton. Yeah, the, yeah, just nah. Sir... I'm gonna have to rate the bar, the, the rocks bars as a chill. Nah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in Jamal's <laughs> turn. A chill, meh. Nothing more, <laughs> nothing less. Okay, you know what? I'll thing, take it. Here's the thing, though. Um, as a fan of Tech Nine, um, and as a fan of King Iso, who was on the Strange Music label, uh, not sure who Joey Cool is, and I know he's on Strange Music as well. Uh, 
he the rock did not do poorly he did not i mean he's on a record with tech nine who's one of the fastest you know clearest most accurate rappers uh yeah. ever um you know he's he's on that level as far as his style and, and flow and cadence one of the greats and he's on that record with him so i just Am I expecting you know the not uh, the, uh, like a papoose level freestyle to come out? Am papoose. I expecting you know <laughs> him to come out like the, the rock the channel Big L or something like that? No, so no, I don't. But so, so, for so, his first foray into music on that level, actually, you know, given eight bars, okay, it, it was serviceable. But did I expect him to be chopping it up with with Twista and Tech Nine? No, <laughs> no. Now, so the, the the biggest comparison to me of this, and like when you're talking about charity work here, Lil Wayne put out a, a mixtape some years ago called No Ceilings, and he did this song. <laughs> he did his version of Grove Street, which is Waka Flocka's song, and Lil Wayne mm-hmm. has been the one of the mixtape kings. On that song, featuring or uh, uh, who's featured on that song is Little B, the bass god. This is quite similar scenario here. A very lyrical, and I mean Lil Wayne pre-Super Lean, or I don't okay. know what period this is, but the Lil Wayne that we liked, the mixtape Lil, Lil Wayne era, Lil Wayne, and Little B, enough said. This is the comparison here with this. Tech 9 has never fought, f- fallen off. The Rock had no business being in this scenario here. It's, But you can't say no, it's The Rock. <laughs> no, I mean, so, but that's the thing. Like, for a person that has no business being there, for what he contributed, it wasn't terrible. Was it bad? You could argue that it was bad, but if, it, if we're talking about like, is it our truth level? Is it our truth and Trey Song's bad? I, I'll take our truth. I'll take oh, that song is bad, but I, and that movie Ooh. also, by the way. God, oh. <laughs> never forget that. We got in the show. We yeah. we're, we're, we're bad. Okay. Right, so so we're running super late. So I will say yes. Uh, SmackDown's tomorrow at eight. Um, we have Rampage at ten. The buy-in is at nine Eastern. Uh, PWG, uh, Pro Wrestling Georgia, not the one in California. Uh, they're doing a show tomorrow night. Uh, you have uh, WWE live in New Mexico because house shows are still a thing, and I don't understand that. Um, ICW is in Western Pennsylvania. Progress is in London. Time Bomb in in um, Fargo, North Dakota. Time Bomb, you know, legit. One of my favorites, uh, BJW out there in Japan. There, that's all happening this weekend, and that's the news for this week. Right on. Look, we would play the rock song, but I mean, obviously, okay. no, we absolutely <laughs> will not. No. <laughs> but you we can check even, it out. We don't even read the lyrics. <laughs> now nah, we don't got nothing else to say. Let's let's get out of here for the night, folks. This is the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We're live each and every Thursday, eight p.m. on Twitter at Big Gold Belt. Um, and at Big O Belt on all social medias, our website, BigOBelt.com. Um, and the podcast is available on all audio platforms the following day, which if you don't know what those audio platforms are, then they're all on BigOBelt.com. So that'll do it for tonight's show. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. What I really need.